What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. That's right, unfiltered. I am the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. Thank you so much for being here with me, man. This is episode two. Yeah, I thought y'all was going to little bro me and get me up out of here. Nope. Can't do it. So, man, I, I, I thank you all again for, for being a part of this. This is that gear, that moment of just just do it. Like, we're not stealing the other the name from that other sneaker company, but that should be the theme of 2023. Going into 20, just do it. Whatever that thing is, man, just go ahead and do it. But we're going to get right off of this thing. I ain't going to bury the lead. Um, Sam Williams, Dallas Cowboys linebacker, arrested. Sunday, now take that into consideration. The Cowboys played a game, got back late Saturday night, and Sam Williams was arrested Sunday on possession of a controlled substance and unlawful carrying of a firearm. Now, I know people have said, it's weed. It's weed. This Texas. Weed ain't legal in Texas. Now, they may have decriminalized it a little bit, but weed is weed is still not legal in Texas. I, I, I don't partake in it. Um, I think it should be legal. Not my cup of tea. But rules are rules, and it's illegal in the state of Texas. On top of that, so is THC or THC oil or uh, what do they call it? Wax or dab or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I don't. I'm not all into that. That I don't, I don't do the marijuana. I don't do the marijuana. Jay Holly doesn't do the marijuana. I'm not on that. But he had that. So and then you're gonna say, well, it's Texas. We know that guns are legal. 100% extremely legal here in Texas. What is not legal here in Texas though, is to you to have a firearm or be in possession of a firearm under the influence of drugs and or alcohol. So Sam Williams arrested uh, Sunday from there. He practiced yesterday. So um, that that's, it is what it is. Uh, I like Sam Williams. I think Sam Williams is going to be a key contributor to this Cowboys football team in this 2023 season. He's going to help be a part of this defense. That's going to be, in my honest opinion, one of the most dominant defenses that you see in the National Football League and may find themselves somewhere on their historical record books defensively by the end of the year. But it's these dumb mistakes that players make. And despite what your public opinion is, the law is the law. And I'm not here to be some judge, jury, or executioner. But there are laws. There are rules that you have to follow. Sam Williams, a long time ago, decided that he was not going to be a part of the general population. Y'all. Me. Us. Sam Williams decided a long time ago that he was going to be one of the baddest athletes in the country. Let him in high school, let him, at let him to college, let him to the NFL. There are rules that you have to abide by in this here state, boss. That's one of them. The THC oil, the wax, or whatever these young kids are doing to their, to their drugs of choice this day and age, I don't know, I don't partake, is illegal. It's also illegal to possess a firearm while under the influence of those said oils or dabs or waxes that are, are illegal. So you double compounded the problem and had this situation come up when your team is trying to prepare for a season. On top of that, this is, this is, this is Sam Williams' second running with the law. Remember, Sam Williams, uh, last January, I believe it was, he was arrested for, he had a warrant out for his arrest, had to turn himself in because he crashed his Corvette. Going 99 into 55. 90-something into 55. 99, 100, whatever. Hit a 71-year-old man. And I know we all say, well, it's, 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 I mean, no one, no one died that could have. Far too many times, I mean, you look at the Henry Rugg situation, and you look at situations like that where far too many times that we've seen these situations escalate to points where your life is ruined. And I get it. He's young, 22. We did some dumb things at 22. The difference is social media. The difference is between you doing something 22 years old and dumb or dumb and 22 years old, nobody cares that you did that. 
So if you got dab, you you got wax or whatever, whatever the hell, I don't even know what it is. Whatever, the THC stuff, the illegal stuff, if you got that and you smoking that with your friends and you dipping that with your friends and your people, cool. We don't care. We don't. You get locked up, you go down to the county in any city, Frisco, Dallas, Oak Cliff, Plano, whatever. No one's searching for your name. No one is looking for you. When they send the intern down to the police station, it says, hey, look through all of these files and tell me if you see anything that's salacious enough for us to report. They're looking for names like Sam Williams. They ain't looking for your name, bro. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't sit at home and be like, man, that's, uh, I ain't nothing but a little bit of this, ain't nothing but a little bit of that. Well, that's you. You're not 1% of the 1%. You don't wear the star on your helmet. And you already know that when you have the star on your helmet, sometimes you have some things in your favor, but sometimes, and I'm not taking shots at police officers because, listen, they got a tough job. And I know that there are some crooked ones. There are some good ones. We don't know who or who at times. But there are some that look for that bus. There are some that look for that Oh, yeah, we got one. Oh, hey, Cap, we got one. We got him. And they look for that. And they look to know that we, we, we got this joker. He, they, sometimes people get jealous. He's 22 years old. He driving this car, living in that house, doing this, doing that. And I'm working overtime, and I live in a damn hovel. People will get upset about that. I'm risking my life each and every day. And this 22-year-old is just out here, out here. He outside. I'm working. He outside, 22. What he need with a $100,000 car? Look at all them jewels that he got on. And you have some that are like, nah, you going down today. Because I, I don't know the amount, a little bit, you know, a lot. I'm, I'm not sure he wasn't moving heavyweight. But there's some about, you know what? Go ahead home, kid. Listen, don't do that again. But you got some that's going to be like, nah. You're going down today. You're going down today, boy. And unfortunately for Sam Williams, this is his second run in with the law. This is his second time. And you know how this happens, how this looks in New York, New York, over in the NFL offices, when Roger Goodell gets those reports across his desk and he sees Dallas Cowboy. Y'all know how that go. That, 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 that didn't go too well for us. That didn't go too well for the Cowboys. And the one thing that, that Roger Goodell and company doesn't want, they don't want the smearing of the name of the shield. They don't want the smearing of the name of the shield. There is no player on any team of any level that is ever going to be bigger than the shield. Not now, not ever. And when you're the when you're the when you're America's team, when you're the most recognizable franchise in all of sports, when everybody knows exactly who you are, when you mess up, it's a bigger stain not only on your team but on the shield. See, when somebody from the Cleveland Browns mess up and they get arrested, and if it's not nothing real, real, real serious, it don't make headline news. So the stain and the smear against the shield isn't as big. Oh, but when that team with the star on their helmet gets in trouble, it's a block business. It's a block business. Everyone's reporting about it. It gets it gets to CNN. It gets to it gets to those networks. And that is the smear that goes upon the shield that old Roger don't like. And so a situation like this for Sam Williams, it sucks. It sucks. Because I, 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 I know a lot of you feel the sense of we, we should just be able to smoke weed when and where we want to or whatever additives that you want to add to the weed. I'm not, I'm, not here to, I'm, I'm not here to be anyone's moral compass. I'm not here to, be, to shun anyone. It, I don't do it. So I don't know the effects of it or how it makes you feel. I don't, I don't, I don't partake in it. But I know a lot of you feel a certain way about it. And maybe it should be legal. 
Maybe it should be able to be something that, that, that these guys use more often than not. But until it is, until we get to that point, until we have a, a clear-cut picture and understanding, then be the rules, boss. Then be the rules. And no matter how big or strong or athletic or fast Sam Williams is, and above the law. And what you may have gotten away with today, the next PD that pulls you over might not get away with it. Might not get away with it. That's the nature of the beast. That is what you've welcomed. This is what you walked into. This comes along with it. This comes along with being a part of this organization, a part of this league, being the 1% is that now everything that you do, Sam Williams or anyone like him, you've now put yourself in the category of everything now you do, that you do now is public. People will see it. People will read about it. People will have opinions on it. Me and the rest of us. So that, that's that with Sam Williams. Um, talented. Talented kid. My only concern is when I start looking at Sam Williams and I go, man, decision-making. His rookie year, the crash, driving 99 and the 55. The drugs and possession of the gun, unlawful possession of the gun. Um, and then you see some of the decisions that he makes on the football field. Like he gets certain 15-yard penalties. You go... Why you do that? So sometimes it's like he has these reckless moments where good damn player, good player, has laps of judgments at times. And the thing that I pray is that as he grows and matures, and I'm not always willing to give that 22-year-old type pass because we don't say that about this 22-year-old making all this money. You trust him enough to go win a football game for you. <laughs> he ain't too young to do that. He ain't too mature to do that. His brain's not undeveloped enough to do that. You put your trust in him to go win a football game, right? It's a lot of decision-making that has to go in a football game. You know how much information has to be obtained to go out there and play football at any position? So that's why I sometimes have a hard time when I, when I have to give passes on certain things. Is this, you know, throw, throw them away? No, no. But when you start accumulating these dumb things that happen over and over and over and over and over again, now, now we start questioning your decision making. Because now you're close, like you're, you're starting to flirt with some, some area that you don't kind of want to be in. Well, these little ticky-tack things begin to add up. Clearly you got guns. Clearly you like fast cars. And you like weed. I mean, the only thing missing now is girls. That's it. That's it. Right? Who, 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 who was the famous coach? You know, nothing happens. Good. Uh, uh, Tony Dungy. Nothing good happens after 12. Another coach said something about like, um, it was like women, money, something, something. I'll get it later on. But it was one of the coaches said certain things that you have in common that don't work well. They might have been, might have been Herm Edwards. You start checking those things off, Sam Williams, and you're like, oh, oh, come on now. And as your celebrity grows, as your, as, as your success grows, some people find themselves in a level of humbleness. Some people find themselves in a level of invincibility. Nothing can touch me. Nothing can get to me. I'm the baddest mofo around in this town. Who am I? Sure enough. So... For Sam Williams, young fella, man, just get it together. Like, get it together. You, you, you have an opportunity of a lifetime. You, you're doing something that, that, that people dream about doing. I get it. I understand it. I was in that locker room. I wore that star. I was, I was on that team. Don't blow this. Please. My young black brother, don't blow this. Don't, don't throw this bright future that you have away on foolishness. 
on silliness. You're far too good for that. You're, you're, you're far too talented for that. For you to have the ability to do what you do every single day on that football field, off of is important as well. If I can't trust you off it, I can't trust you on it. And that starts messing with your pay. When those general managers don't, and those owners, hey, uh, talented, don't know if we can trust them. Because if I give this guy $50 million and the league suspend him from X amount of games because of foolishness, well, that there is not what you want. Uh, let's move on. Training camp. Cowboys are back home. They left their Oxnard digs and came back to finish up their training camp in their last preseason game this upcoming Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and they opened up the star. And let me tell you, there is no one, there is no body, there is not a soul that does it better than one Jerry Jones. To use the words of the great Bret Hart, sharpshooter, he is the best there is, the best there was, and the best they ever will be when it comes to marketing and entertaining. And he opened up the star yesterday for practice to the fans, to the public, to the people. In old Jerry Jones fashion, spectacular. Spectacular. Most people, most teams... When they when when they do practices and and, and they and they, they they open up practice to the public, they have to go to their actual stadium. They have to go to where they actually play their home games, and open up that. Not old Jer. He take you on down to the Star, beautiful indoor facility. I think it seats. What does it seat? Ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand. It was almost packed. Session stand open, 12,000, 12,000 12, people. Session stands open, beers are flowing. He, he did a sponsorship, a beer company. Cheerleaders are out there. I mean, it's, it's, it's fancy now. It's fancy. And I've been a part of the Cowboys organization in some way, shape, or form since 2009. As a player, now as in the media, and, 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 and I have yet to not be impressed when it comes to when he throws anything. Have you ever been to a media party, a regular party, a Christmas party, a house party? If there's a party, if there's an entertainment element to it, and Jerry Jones attaches his name to it, best believe it's going to be fire. Best believe it's going to be fire. It's going to be dope. That's just what he does. He brings you in and makes you feel like I'm doing this just for you. That's how he gets y'all. That's how he gets y'all every single year. The dopamine of, of, of Jerry Jones pulls y'all in every single year. If Jerry Jones sold crack, he'd be the he'd, he'd be the he'd, he'd be Pablo Escobar. Be smelling the most of it because he has what it takes. And yesterday at practice, it was the same thing. Beautiful facility, beautiful setup, beautiful everything. Welcomes the media, welcomes the fans, welcomes everybody. And you feel like you're a part of it. He sells you again on another successful season. But, but what a fabulous. And as we got into camp, you know, I'm standing there and I'm, and I'm, and I'm watching. I'm watching camp and, I'm, of course, you know, Everyone's checking out Dak. Everyone's checking. I'm, I'm looking at Zach, and I'm looking at Micah, who is another fan favorite. Diggs and all these players, and, I, and I'm and I'm watching these guys practice and run around. And a few things stuck out to me. A few things that I saw on the practice field that 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 was eye popping. That was alluring. That was all worthy. And you hear the reports all the time about Brandon Cooks. And man, this is the guy. You, the term that people like to use all the time is he can take the top off. He can run. That boy fast. 
And you see, you've seen him, I've seen him play many a games, and you watch him on TV, and you watch him at training camp. But when you when you see him in person, when you when you see him in person and you and, and, and you're watching him in person, and I'm standing on the sideline, thank you, Lord, for the privilege. Even though I'm in media, I still be able to wear the hat as a former player, so I get a chance to stand on the sideline. Everybody ain't able. Favor ain't fair. And I don't feel bad. But as I'm standing there, Brandon Cook's fast as hell. Like, <laughs> Brandon Cook's is fast as all get out. He can run. Like, like Brandon Cook's is, I'm not the biggest car guy. I'm not going to sit here to, 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 to claim to be the biggest car guy. I'm not going to act like I'm a muscle car guy or a car enthusiast. But I've seen a few. I drove a couple. Not, not, not like, I drove a couple. Not now, but at one point in time. Brandon Carr is like a um, a two-door Porsche 911. Yeah. He, when, 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 he, when he punches the, the, the gas pedal, he go, now, right now. It's zero to 60 quick. And and you feel it. Like you feel him zoom, zoom, fly by you. It's real. I was like, oh, 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 buddy, fast. He fast, fast. And and, and that's it. That that is a um my hamstrings hurt watching him. I was sitting there like, if I tried to get to that gear, I'm out. You have to carry me off the field. I'm out. Air going you in, air going you out. I'm done. My hamstrings were sore watching Brandon Cooks run. That's how fast he is. And that's going to be a special connection between he and Dak Prescott in this West Coast offense, in that play-action offense. Because in, 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 in the tool bag, in the DeWalt toolbox, for Brandon Cooks, not only is he not only is he fast, but he's actually able to take that speed and translate it into precise route running. See, everybody ain't able. You got some joker that's just fast, and 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 they have to be funny car fast. They gotta go straight. They gotta line up, rev their engines, and run straight. Cause anything outside of the quarter mile straight. They're done with that speed. But then you have some that are like IndyCar, right? Or some like the, the, the F Formula One type joints where they can go speed shoot and cut down the turn and get out of there and boom, boom, and then hit it again. That's Brandon Cooks. It's a very unique dynamic to be able to be that fast, that quick, and to still be a precision route runner. That's a special task. And, and, and now... When you look at his stats and you go, man, everywhere he went, he was a thousand yard receiver, just collecting them. Didn't matter where he went, well, 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 thousand yard, thousand yards. It was just like, you know, what's the thing now? And the girls were like, oh, thank you, meow. She's like popping the popcorn. Like he's like, everywhere you go, he's just like, oh, that's a thousand yards. Thank you. That's a thousand yards. Thank you. Meow, meow. Thousand yards. Meow. I should say zoom, zoom. Thousand yards. Zoom, zoom. I, I know why. I know why now. Because he's able to have that complete combination of, of, of speed, of route running ability, and precision. That's a gift that everybody does not have. What I also noticed while at that practice, while my Brandon car was zoom, zoom, I saw some more speed. And he had the locks like your boy. And and let me let me do this now because I got called out on this yesterday or the other day or last time we did an episode. Let me say pause now. Pause. Pause. Pause, pause, pause. Pause. Double pause. Cause I saw CD Lamb. And when I saw CD walking out, I'm I'm looking at him and I'm like, damn. Like CD, he's coming into a, like he you, 
there's a such thing called like a man body and like CDs becoming that 25-year-old man body. You're starting to see his legs look like not cankles, not thick like that, like not, but it's it's forming in his thighs and his butt and it's like his body is becoming, it's, it's, it's entering that man stage that you're like, oh, he might take off this shit. Like he, not to say that he hadn't take off, but like, we always want to put people in the in the upper echelon, right? It's always the elite class, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and 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 and, and while Zeke is in that conversation of top ten ish, not gonna say where where I put him or where you should put him or whatever, anything like that. But he's in that conversation. But we all would kind of go and say, well, Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams and 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 uh, and Chase and. Um, Jefferson, like those are kind of the names that you kind of put in that. You put them over there. And then you sprinkle other guys into that conversation. C.D. Lamb, um, Mike Evans, what was it? Amra St. Brown, he's in that conversation now, and so on and so forth. You know, pick and choose whoever you want to put in that conversation. But there's a handful of guys that you just kind of tuck away in that day up there. And I'm looking at CD, pause, again, for those who just joined the show, thank you for being here, unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> but I'm looking at CD Lamb and I'm like, buddy's filling out. And then I watch him run. Now he ain't he ain't, he ain't Brandon Cook fast. If if Brandon Cooks is a is a is a two door Porsche nine eleven, CD is that that Jeep that uh, what is it Trackhawk? It's a Trackhawk or something like that. Tracehawk or is that he that where they be running from the police? That Tracehawk, something like that. He that. He has Trackhawk. The Cherokee Trackhawk. He that. That's what CD is. He's a Cherokee Trackhawk because that has power and speed. But it don't go right now. The Porsche 911 go right now. The Cherokee Trackhawk is like and I'm watching CD. I'm like, dang, CD. Pause. Let me say that again. Pause. But he's becoming like he's becoming a man, and that's a real. And for my and for my real men out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. For the silly ones that want to be like, dang Jesse. For y'all, y'all know what I mean. You get to a certain age, and and you begin to you begin to fill out in that man strength. You begin to fill out into that man body when you make that transition and that change. And when you're a superior athlete like like C.D. Lamb, that that change, that transformation that he's that he's that he's that he's taken upon is is good money because he's already super skilled, and he's already when you saw him at Oklahoma had the ability to break tackles as a boy, as a boy, as a young man. But now he's becoming a man. And so when you couple that with the skill set and, and, and you're seeing the development of his body, that's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. I look at it and I go, whew, he, 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 he might be breaking into that 14, 15, 16, there I say it, 1700 yard threshold. He 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 may be knocking on that. Hey Jamar, you up? Hey hey Tyree Hill, you 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 in there? Cooper Cup, yo! Coop. He might be knocking on that door and finding himself in that conversation. And that's what I saw. Now, all this is relative, right? You want to make sure that Dak stays healthy and the offensive line can hold up, but he looks the part. Like, for real, for real. 
and I got excited. Not not because CD's pause, not because CD's man body is coming together, but I got excited for the possibilities of what he's going to be on the football field. Pause. For all you. <laughs> Can I get enough pauses in so I don't have to say that again for the rest of the year? But what we have to what we have to remember is it's all relative. What I say today can change tomorrow. I, I just look at CD and I'm like, homie there. Like homie, homie has the pieces. Homie has the pieces to be to to after this season find himself firmly planted in that conversation with those dudes. And what no better time to, to be in a level with those dudes when you up for a contract. Because <laughs> if I get up here with them dudes, with the Chases, the Hills, the, the Jeffersons, the Cups of the Worlds, I get 30 plus two. I get 30 plus million dollars also. My big my 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 bank changes. I get man bank now. I got man body. I want man bank. So, um, but like I said, football is fluid. Things can change. My mind can change. And even though I put it on film and video and it's out there in the world on YouTube, go like, subscribe, and click and do all the good stuff. Like, subscribe, click, tell a friend to tell a friend. Unfiltered, Jesse Holly, Fanatic Views, go go see it on all the platforms. My mind changes, just like your mind changes. I think my mind is changing again. Also in practice, I got a chance to see Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, my eyes on Deuce. Cause 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 he is a great story. Deuce is a great story. Dude had Deuce, Deuce comes from, um, uh, uh, like I said, his father's a, a part of this the, the Cowboys organization. Fantastic story. And, and and depending on what side of the fence you stand on, some men will make him a number one. I mean, RB number two. I, I haven't bought. I haven't bought that yet. And I told y'all that I'll begin to believe when they begin to believe. And so I watch practice. Because practice, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. But practice is where you prepare yourself for the game. And I was a little shocked. <laughs> Deuce is running a lot with the ones. He's running a lot with the ones. And not gimmick plays either. Hell, not even passing plays. They handing that thing off to him. Counter, lead. And I'm like, unlike that Rihanna meme, it's like, you'd be like, I mean, that uh, uh, Cardi B is like, word? I'm like, word? And, and, I still want to see some more in preseason because as I was watching, like I told y'all before, he wasn't doing a lot with the first team special teams. And, and, and it's going to be a unique dynamic because I think Rico is RB2. I think there will be plans to try to do some things with Deuce Vaughn. But I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked to see him in that in that role and producing with the ones, not with not with, with Cooper Rush and not with Will Greer, with Dak, Tyron, Zach Martin, and team periods, and Deuce was getting the rock. So I I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that he comes in and his story, his game is as great as his story. Netflix will buy it. We'll be watching documentary about him next year. 
but I, I saw some things that I was I, I was I said okay, they might change OJ Holly's mind. They might they might. We'll see what Saturday brings, and then as we get close to the season, we're a couple weeks away, two weeks away, three weeks away. We'll see what it's like. We'll see what life is like for Deuce Vaughn. But that's what I got from training camp. Mike is still a beast. He's like an animal. He's an animal. In every sense of the word. I pray. I pray that his body can can continue to hold up. Because he's still undersized. And I know that he put 10 pounds on in the offseason. But I can tell you, once you get into the season, see, no matter what training he did in the offseason, it hails in comparison to what you actually have to do during the season. The amount of running that you're doing every single day in practice. Right, you're not lifting as heavy in season as you do out of season. So being able to maintain the 10 pounds that you put on when your frame is naturally reminded that we're 245 and not 255, it becomes difficult. I played with a guy like that. Shout out to him. He has a he has a gold jacket it's named Demarcus Ware. He played and he tried it was always trying to gain weight. He would eat, work out, work out. But then when we get to the season, man, I can't maintain that 10, 12, 15 pounds I put on the offseason. It, it comes off. The body's used to me being at this size. He went on and had a Hall of Fame career. And I saw Michael yesterday, and he's he looks good. He's a game wrecker. By himself. No help. No features. No features. Just him, solo. 15-song album of, dom of, of domination and demolition. The Book of Micah Parsons. <coughs> Excuse me. That's just, I hope he holds up. Because last year, he came out the gates blazing. Last six games of the season, looked ailing. Knee, shoulder, one sack. If he's going to be in that MVP category or that defensive player of the year category, you got to start hot, got to finish strong. Wow him in the beginning, keep him till the end. So I hope, I hope that his body's able to hold up. I really do. I really do hope that his body's able to hold up because if it is, this defense looks good. It does. It looks really really good and 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 we the, the practices are open to the to the to the public for a couple more days so I'm gonna be back looking again seeing that Porsche 911 seeing that track hawk seeing that beast Micah Parsons seeing Dak Prescott and others and company and and and, and trying to put something together on what this football team is going to be Wish they played in the preseason. Wish I could see it. Wish I could see Freaky Mike in action in the preseason. Like, with his guys, with the, with the guys. they all his guys, but with the guys. Because I do believe that there's going to be a time that's going to be needed to, to, to have to, to officially gel those guys together. Practice is great. Game moves different. Bullets are real. Ain't no red jerseys. <laughs> they can tackle them. They can hit him, grab his arm. So we'll see. We'll see from practice. And I, I'll, I'll report back on uh, some more of you. I'll, I'll report some more for you uh, later on in the week when we do episode number three. Y'all not getting rid of me. I'm here. I'm here. I no longer have next. I have now. You have to deal with me. Unfortunately, get on my team or get run over. I'm not a Porsche 911. Hell, I'm not even a track hawk. 
I'm um I'm damn near flirting with the dually. I'm fat. <laughs> I'm a dually. I'm a Ford F1. I'm a Ford F350. Dually. I'm diesel. So, all right, let's go around the sports world. Uh, it's some interesting things that are happening around the sports world. We got to give credit to our DFW's own Shikari Richardson winning the 100 meters at the world championship, running a 6, a 10, 6, 5. Like, I act like I'd I be knowing, like, oh, 10, 6, 5. 10. I ain't never run that fast. And I was never a track guy. But I know that's fast. And what was equally impressive about Shikari winning, she took down Goliaths. The, the Goliaths. She took down the Jamaicans. Sharika Jackson and Shelly Ann, Fra Ann Frazier Price. The Jamaicans have been dominating both men's and women's 100-meter dashes for like the last 10 years. Shelly Ann Fraser Price is 36 years old. She owned it. Sharika Jackson right behind that was owning it. And shout out to Shikari because last year, and, and, and I'm not going to apologize because I had jokes. What I'm not going to apologize for is the jokes were warranted uh, because when you come in third and fourth and fifth place, but you talk like you first place, we're going to make jokes. Welcome to the Internet. But when you win, when you win, let me repeat that. When you win, you can do whatever you like. Say what you want, you can do what you want. When you win. That's the advantage of winning. Winners win. Losers talk about winning. Or the winners. And so when she was going through her turmoil last year and, and, and losing races, and, and, and I'm not going against mental health because I'm a mental health advocate, and she dealt with her weed situation and wasn't able to go to Tokyo, and she wasn't finishing well in those races... We had jokes. Welcome to 2023. We take nothing serious. <laughs> People are flooding in a hurricane in California. They outside playing in the dirty water. They don't take nothing serious. But to Shikari's credit, she, she kept focus on her goals, blocked us out, and said, I'm not, she said, I'm not back, I'm better. And that's what she had to be. She had to be better, and she was. And as you know, and I know, it, when you win these races, it doesn't mean nothing if you're racing against anybody's. But she beat the Jamaicans. That matters. And not only did she beat the Jamaicans, she walked Sharika Jackson down. And trust me, I know all about being walked down. You feel me? So shout out to uh, Shikari for, for, for the 100-meter world champion. She is the fastest woman in the world. You can't have, like, she ain't the fastest woman in Texas. She ain't the fastest woman in the United States. She's the fastest woman in the world. Like, you know how, first of all, the Lord would never let me win anything like that. Certain things, he's like, Jesse, not happening. Because I wouldn't have any humility. None. What? I'm the fastest in the world? I would take a trip to Japan. I would take a trip to Uganda. I would take a trip to Italy. I would take a trip to Australia. I would take a trip to all the furthest corners of the United of the world. Not United of the world. And I would walk up and down the street and just point in people's faces. And like, you ain't faster than me. I would do that. That's what I would do. I would, guess who you ain't faster than? I'm the fastest. I would do this to people. 
I would I would do that to people. I would walk by people just randomly on the street like, ah! <laughs> that's woman in the world. You ain't faster than me all day long. That's why I'll never be the fastest woman in the world or the man in the world or anything in the world because I have no humility. So God's never going to let me have that. Um, moving on, some things are happening in the National Football League. Trey Lance, who at one point in time in the 2021 NFL Draft was not the number one, not the number two, but the number three pick overall. That's pretty high. That ain't that ain't I, that ain't fast woman in the world high. That's close, close. <laughs> Shakari could do this to folks. Trey could do stuff like at that point in 2021, he could do stuff like what? Oh, I, I'm number three. Picking the draft, the Niners gave up three first round picks to move up to grab the North Dakota State with the Jackrabbits? I think it's the Jackrabbits or some sort of rabbit. Oh no, it's Bison. The North Dakota State Bison. Quarterback. At that time, I believe Trey Lance had about eight or nine starts in his collegiate career. And somehow, someway, he convinced the folks that he was worth the pick that high in the draft. Well, it ain't working out for old Trey Trey. Old Tink Tink got some problems in uh, San Fran. Reports have come out today that Brock Purdy has won the starting job for the San Francisco 49ers. Mystery relevant. Brock couldn't do this. Brock couldn't do this. Brock was just like, hey, I'm here. Somebody see me. Brock Purdy wins the job. So... Trey Lance is the backup. Nope. Nope. He ain't. Nope. Sam Darnold, who was the number one overall pick. Sam Darnold, at that time, he could do this. Sam Darnold went number one overall. He's like, I was number one over, number one pick. NFL draft, boy. Who was cast off by the Niners. I mean, uh, who was cast off by the Cardinals who was cast off by the Carolina Panthers. No, Sam Darnold's, I'm sorry, Jets. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Jets, I'm thinking of Josh Rosen. Uh, was Sam Darnold number one overall pick? Was he number one overall pick? I might, I might, I might take that forehead and mush back. Well. Oh, you were three as well. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'll take that back. Excuse me. Pardon my French. Don't you do that, Sam Darnold. Number three. He was like, Trey, you were still like, what? He is the backup. Baker was one. Baker was one? He better not do that to nobody. <laughs> Trey Lance is backing up Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. And reports are out there that they are actually looking to trade Trey Lance. You know how bad... You know how bad you have to be for a team to go, we gave up prime real estate. Three first-round picks to move up and use our number three overall pick to get you. And after a couple years, we want you going. We're going to take someone's third-round, fourth-round, fifth-round picks to get you up. You're still in your rookie deal. You're still in your rookie deal. Most teams give a quarterback the opportunity to at least play out the rookie deal. That sucks for Trey. I feel for Trey. Not really, but you down bad, homie. You down bad. You down bad. The Niners want you up out of there. In fact, I wish you stay with the Niners. I wish the Niners start you so that we can play you, the Cowboys can play you in the playoffs. <laughs> and we get to face you and not Brock Purdy, who can probably beat us. But old Trey Trey on the chopping blocks. 
also around the National Football League. Who want that smoke? Ooh, we got some smoke. We got some smoke. I'm a pivot to this topic because we got some smoke in this topic. Quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavaloa, and old Ryan Clark, host of the pivot, now newly uh, hired to be on NFL Countdown, the pregame show. Ryan is one who lives his life. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say that. Ryan is someone who's, who played recklessly, and he doesn't mince his words off the field. He's found his lane in his in the pivot, and and he does some great things with that. I think he's one. Of, I think he's one of the good interviewers of our of our of our sports sphere. But Ryan had some things to say about Tua at the on one of the shows. They were talking about Tua Tungavaloa and, and, and how he was going to come back from the season that he had with the concussions and being in and out and all those things. And Ryan said, uh, you know, I, I tell you what Tua isn't. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't in the weight room. He wasn't working out this summer. He wasn't following the nutritional instructions from the nutritionists. Said so my boy looking thick. Pause. He said he looked like a stripper at Onyx. Never been to Onyx. Heard about it. Heard about Onyx. Never been there. I never been there. I'm trying to don't 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 tell me I'm lying. I've never been there. He said Tool was looking thick, like thick. Like cold oatmeal. Like thick like a Sunday newspaper. Thick like kindergarten crayons. He ain't say all that. I said that. But that's what he meant. That's what Ryan Clark meant. Thick. Well, you can't call a man thick. You can't call a man delicious from down the street. You can't call a man thick. Like a stripper. See, I call T.D. Land thick. Pause. Pause. You got to definitely pause with some of the stuff that's going on with the Cowboys and what they liking on Twitter and stuff like that. If y'all don't know, then y'all don't know. But if you do, you, if you know, you know. But see, I call C.D. thick. He's growing into his man body. Pause. In a positive way. In an uplifting way. He's getting his man body. Ryan Clark called to a thick like an onyx stripper. Well, you just can't say that about a man and that man don't say nothing in return. Not Tua. Tua had this to say about what Ryan Clark said about his thickness. He had some criticism about you mm -hmm. uh, saying that you didn't hit the gym in the offseason. You didn't follow nutritionist advice. Yeah. If he were here, what would you say to him? I mean, he probably knows more about me than I know about myself. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Ryan's been out the league for some time, so I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's, a little, it's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person. So I know it's just, just a little weird. I come back, I, I, like my background is, like I, I come from a Samoan family, like respect is everything, but you know, does get to a point where, hey, you know, Little easy on that, buddy, because you know we. I, I think we're we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy too. Just saying. How hard did you work in the off season? I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the off season, um, and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time. But I mean, it takes a lot. You think you think I wanted to to build all this muscle? Like, not. Nah, to some extent, like I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a little lighter. There's, I know there's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. 
Them fighting words to me. <laughs> he offered them hands. He said, listen, uh, we, we big on respect where I'm from. Let me translate that for y'all. We big on respect where I'm from. Keep your name. Keep my Y'all know what Will Smith said. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Tua said, yo, keep my name out your mouth. Because where I'm from, we Samoan. We scrap. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know Ryan Clark personally. I know him as a player. Ryan Clark was a kamikaze type of player. He would, he would injure himself trying to put a hit on you. Now, does that translate to fighting? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it can't hurt, but I don't know if it helps. And Tua also got a point. Sometimes where you from does mean a little bit. You don't see too many jokers knocking Samoan jokers out. You just don't. You see Samoans putting hands on, when they do that haka. That's some intense stuff. So, I mean, do what everybody else is doing now. Get in the ring. Fight in the undercard of Jake Paul. Logan, was it Logan or Jake? One of the Paul brothers. Fight in the undercard. Fight in the undercard of Spence Crawford 2. Tua and Clark. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. That'll end the conversation. Because if Ryan Clark beats Tua, guess what? You thick. Like a stripper. Booty meat shaking like a stripper. But if Tua beat Ryan Clark, you shaking like a stripper now, boy. So I want to, I, I, I don't condone violence. I don't condone violence. I understand it at times. I don't condone it. But like Tua said, keep your name out my mouth. I'm, I'm not I'm not for play play. We men here. That's you know, that's one thing that I think we forget sometimes in the world of social media where we can say things and not have to face real consequences and not have to see that person every day or the potential of seeing that person in the in the in the neighborhood or in the vicinity. We can say these things freely and loosely and just walk off, log out, exit the app, turn off the camera. And there's no like, when is Ryan Clark and Tua actually going to be in the same vicinity? Maybe the pivot takes a, takes a drive out to Miami. I know they, maybe they shoot in Miami sometimes. I don't know. They might see each other in Onyx. It might be a big, thick chicken onyx that's separating them two tables. But we, we've come to a point where we're, we're able to say things to people, about people, about things, and honestly not have to suffer the consequences. Myself included. I say some stuff, I'm like, man, somebody, my mother has said this to me. She goes, somebody going to whoop you one day. I'm like, it ain't happened yet. But it could. I hope it ain't on film. I hope that y'all do. If I ever get my butt whooped, I hope ain't nobody recording. I hope. I hope. Because then y'all ain't going to be saying whatever y'all want to me, and I'm not going to like that. But if somebody whoop up on me, what am I going to say? If they jump me, they jump me. That's something different. But if they just whoop up on me, like one-on-one, -on -one, I got to just take that. Um, last, last but not least, I want to say happy birthday to one of my idols, to one, one person who I've never met a day in my life, ever.
but it's had a huge impact on my life. And I don't know if you ever experienced that or had someone like that, that you just never met or watched from a distance, but had a unique and impactful impact on your life. Um, happy birthday to Kobe Bean Bryant, the Black Mamba. I wore um, 24 in high school for, in basketball because of uh, Kobe. He, you know, Jordan to me is the greatest player to ever play. I'm a Tar Heel, so that it, it means even more. But Kobe, Kobe did something for me. Like Kobe, the Mamba, even before the Mamba mentality, like Kobe was just such a fierce competitor. Like he, you, you saw it. Like, I have this thing about, um, like, Michael Jackson. If you ever get a chance, go watch This Is It. It's, his, it's a documentary about his last tour that he was going to have before he, his untimely death. In the last, and This Is It, you saw why Michael Jackson was so, the talent was there. But for him to be able to hear something, the precision, the, the, the uniqueness, the, the, the never leaving any stone unturned, that's what separates those from being really good to great to the elites. And Kobe always presented the eliteness in his game. You watch him in games, hurt his right shoulder, and then shoot fadeaway jump shots with his left hand break a hand and still come out there and play, tear his Achilles and walk to the free throw line and shoot two free throws and then walk off with no help. You saw the, the, the uncanny ability to make difficult shots. The footwork was impeccable. The drive was impeccable. He can guard you 94 feet. He can drop 60 on you. There was nothing that he couldn't do within the game. You heard the countless number of stories about, yeah, the workout started at 5 a.m. And trainers or other people would get there at 5 a.m. And Kobe's have already been there lathered in sweat. And they're like, you just showered? He said, nah. I already got 45 minutes in. You, see, you hear the stories where some of the greats are getting on an elevator after a night of hanging out. And coming in at the wee earlies in the morning, and as the elevator opens for them to get on the elevator to go back to their rooms, they see Kobe Bryant Bryant getting off the elevator and asking, where are you going? To the gym. And this is some of the world's greatest that are asking him this. And I always admired that. I always admired... Um, the work ethic. And then to watch him transition from the game into fatherhood and, and watching him be a girl dad and watching him how he handled that and 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 and, 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 and be with his children and coach Gigi. And you know, one of the funny stories is he, he was he was coaching with the team and, and when he first got the team, they were really bad and they lost. And and he committed, the girls committed and they worked and they worked and they worked. And the team that blew him out the year before they played him again. And some other girls were on that team that was on his team, and he beat the brakes off that team. It was like 100 to like 14. Like, that's Kobe. Like, that's the Mamba mentality. But then to watch him leave the game and then turn into this terrific filmmaker to find another passion. I feel like I'm trying to do this now with, you know, stepping into this podcast world and, and, and trying to be the very best at this. So it was always an admirable thing to, to watch Kobe play, to follow his story. I never met him. I never met him. And sometimes they say you never want to meet your heroes because it might be disappointing. And I never got a chance to meet him. But even when he passed, I remember where, exactly where I was at. I was in the nail shop getting a pedicure. And I saw it come across my phone. And I left. And I cried in the car. I don't know this man. But he had that kind of impact on my life from a young boy growing up in Jersey, hearing about his name in Philadelphia, watching the maturation of his growth, seeing him come in 
and, and, and shoot the air balls against Utah and then go win a three-peat and then say, you know what, Shaq is gone. Y'all say I can't win it with Shaq. Go get me power and I can win it two more. And then the iconic of I love that. I love that. So you can be arrogant when you're nice. When you suck, you can't be arrogant. And so that, um, and that is, that's Kobe. So happy birthday, Bean. Again, appreciate you all for being a part of this man. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, subscribe, call your mother, tell her. Text your sister and brothers. Tell them. Tweet about it. Text about it. Put me in a group chat. Put me in a group chat. Put me in a group chat. Stop playing. Put me in a group chat. But this is unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Never let anyone tell you that their lives is better than the life that you're living. Because it's yours. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out.